Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Welcome, everybody. This is Darren, and I'm here with Vince and Libby. Hi, everybody. Hi. I think we're at, what episode are we? 11? This is 12, uh, isn't it? 12? Wow. We're recording 12. Oh, my gosh. The time's flying by here. <laughs> we're having lots of fun. Lots of fun. A little bit of wine getting poured, as always. Maybe a little too much sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure most of you hear the bottles. I don't think we've ever had a podcast without a bottle of wine. That's probably true. I set a limit at three, though. Yeah, so what are we going to talk about? I don't know. You were talking for ages before. Yeah, we were, we were conversing earlier about weed stocks, and I also heard a couple of things about Tesla. Oh, I read a little bit about Tesla, something about them being undervalued or being worth more or less than Ford? What what was any of that all about? What I read about Tesla, and it's been a couple days, but they were going to go with, I think, an almost fully automated production line uh, that would churn out 130,000 Teslas a year, and they're having problems getting that running. Ooh. So their output's significantly lower than what they said it would be. I know they're really behind on their cars that were ordered. Yeah, and combined with the fact that the P.E. ratio on Tesla is huge, it's it's absolutely through the roof. What's a P.E. ratio? A P.E. ratio is price to earnings. Right. So the stock price divided by the earnings, annualized, I believe, comfortable level for, I think, in most markets is kind of ranging between 10 and 20, sometimes 30. I'm not sure Tesla's actually ever turned a profit, so the... The P-E ratio is, you can't really quantify it, but it's massive. I'm a firm believer that Tesla is valued way more than what it's worth. Well, keep in mind, though, that the SpaceX, is SpaceX part of Tesla? Or is it no, they're separate companies, I believe. But I'm sure they play off of each other somehow. But Tesla's worth money because of what it might be. Oh, well, of course, but that's every stock. The general feeling is that the, the stock price has gone up so huge and it's starting to look quite heavily overvalued right now. But, you know, you brought up a good point about the marijuana stocks in Canada. Can you explain a bit about what's going on with Canada and marijuana and cannabis and all that? For those of you who don't live in Canada, Canada is close to legalizing marijuana. Partially to mostly controlled, depending on what province you're in, by that province and the federal government. I.e. in Ontario, it will be controlled by the Liquor Control Board of Ontario, who are a government entity. But in other provinces, they're opening up to the free market. Where, you know, you're going to have to abide by a lot of regulations, but you're going to be able to sell this marijuana. The big problem I have, I wish I had a way to short these marijuana stocks that were coming into play. I think most of these marijuana companies are way overvalued. I don't think the explosion that they think is going to happen when it is legalized is going to happen. Why why is that? Well, the first thing is, if you look at the current price of black market marijuana, uh, Northwest Territories are paying around $11.60 how do you know all that, by the way? Google it. It's all there. It's all there. We in, we in Ontario around eight seventy four. They're going to introduce it at ten dollars a gram. Right. And then they're going to have tax on top of that. Right. First off, I don't believe there's that many people that are just going up and start smoking pot because they didn't before. Because I think anybody who's smoking it right now can get it. There's going to be people that are going to try it, right? You know, let's all get together and 
try it, but I don't think that's going to support this billion-dollar industry that they're throwing out there. Currently, it's a $10 billion industry. They're thinking it's going to instantly go to 25 35 No, they're giving these marijuana companies millions and millions of dollars. Who's, who's giving them millions of dollars? Everybody, the investors. Oh, you're talking about the stock Yeah, I'm talking about the stock evaluation. If, if I knew how to short them... I would short them. I don't think they're going to do what they're going to do. So personally, you would. Personally. Although, merely Vince's opinion that he, he wants to short the marijuana stocks. The thousands of you out there that listen to this, we do not want you to follow my advice. <laughs> well, because it's wrong or because you don't want to get sued? It's my opinion. Right, yeah. Just have a big problem with the whole thing. You didn't explain all the details either, though. The new laws will allow each person or household to grow yes. up to four plants. Yes, you'll be able to have four plants per household. You didn't mention that earlier, and you were saying that that would take a serious chunk out of well, demand, would it not, if people well, start growing sure up plants? And what it's also going to do is that... All of a sudden, people who currently smoke pot for, you know, recreation or medical reasons will then be able to grow, like Darren said, their four plants. But that's a lot of marijuana. You're going to have people buying different seeds, getting different strains, and trading it. You're going to have your own black market. Okay, here's a question. I don't really know output of a plant. If you're a chronic marijuana smoker, for whatever reason, medical or otherwise, if you had to grow your own plants and could only smoke from your own plants how many plants would you need to grow to to satiate that intake i don't know i one of our listeners out there can help us out with this one <laughs> i don't know what much chronic dozen joints a day goodness me but every household with full plants let's break this down really quickly although i don't want to get into deep drug use but yeah. how easy is it to cultivate that plant easy it's like anything right it requires a little bit but it's not rocket science by any means it's a plant yeah and then you can easily go from plant to substance yeah. trim it back but it's all very very easy to do mm. but that's only for personal use you're not allowed to sell it no, no. and probably that also means you're not allowed to trade it well you're not allowed to but that is why they think that when they legalize it that they're just going to instantly eliminate the black market i think the black market's going to strengthen you're now allowing the black market to grow pot legally and i'm playing devil's advocate yep. i'm not here to piss you off take a look at alcohol alcohol gets taxed to a huge degree here in Canada, specifically Ontario, I guess, to the point where I think taxes on alcohol are probably 70% of the cost or more. I don't see anybody brewing beer in their basement. But we can't do it as effectively. It's not as easy. It's not as easy. They're legalizing this drug, and that's what makes the whole thing very interesting. One of the most interesting things I've noticed about this whole legalization of cannabis is the fact that, in Ontario at least, they're only allowing the LCBO, which is short for the Liquor Control Board of Ontario, to sell it. Oh yeah, where, where do you want me to get started? It's all completely government controlled as is our alcohol sales. And it just feels like we're just a tinge bit closer to a communist level type government. No, no, it's a Catherine Wynne type fuck is what it is. If you really wanted to distribute marijuana safely, I mean, at least 
use pharmacies. Pharmacists go to school for years to learn how to dispense drugs and they, deal, they, deal with reactions between different drugs. And what stuff. if it's cheaper on the taxpayers to use the pharmacies? Yeah, the fact that it's so government controlled, the Ontario government is crushing the entrepreneurial spirit, not allowing businesses to get in on this newly legalized product that there will be great demand for. Ontario is one of the only provinces that is doing that. Yeah, and unfortunately, I live here. Yeah. <laughs> when I heard way back when, when they were whispering about legalizing marijuana, I thought about opening up a shop. Yeah, well, there's lots of entrepreneurs that are right even and now still expecting to get in on this new opportunity. But if they look a little deeper, they know they're completely locked out. Aren't they? Like to this day, yeah. Shoppers yeah. Drug Mart have hired a pot expert they've hired technicians they're starting to train their staff they still think they're getting this yeah well i mean i hope they do i do too through the pharmacy yeah i mean true free enterprise would mean anybody could sell it set up a dispensary but that's not gonna happen in ontario but don't give it to the lcbo the lcbo i think it's an awful idea we're gonna give them pot and have them build a whole bunch more stores and charges a whole bunch more tax. Like, the infrastructure's already in place for the pharmacies. All you need oh, to do I is know. ship them the pot. Yeah. They put it into medicine bottles. You go up there, oh, they don't make money on it. The, the simple reason is that the LCBO brings in, I don't know what it is now. I knew about four or five years ago it was a billion dollars a year into the Ontario coffers, which then they could freely spend as they wanted because it was government money. So basically they're hoping to up that amount. A little tangent, where's Bitcoin at this week? 7,400. Okay. Down, down a little bit from last week. A couple of days ago, it went down to like, I don't know, 6,300. Yep. Who knows, maybe it'll still go down. I'd, I'd love to see it come down so I can buy more. Oh, really? I do a lot more reading on Bitcoin than I ever do looking at the price nowadays. I give that up. People, little hint, once you get your Bitcoin, you're going to go through a phase where you're going to look at the price every five minutes. I think I did that right there around Christmas and it hit 20, but yeah. you also get to a point where I don't think I've looked at the price since our last podcast. I read all the information on it. For me, the reality is I want to see where, what the value of Bitcoin is at in the next halvening, which is in the year 2020. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're waiting, right? Until then, it's kind of noise. There is some powerful active interests that are heavily involved in suppressing Bitcoin information and price. And they'll continue to do that. It'll go up and down. The writing will be on the wall in a couple of years when all of a sudden they're making half as much Bitcoin in 2020 as they are now. And you're going to see what really happens there. Until then, it's fun to watch. It's very entertaining. Oh, I think to watch. I think Tom Lee, uh, stock analyst, JP Morgan, still, he's calling for $25,000 Bitcoin by the end of 2018. To me, it actually seems pretty solid. Who knows? People are still predicting it to be 100000 by the end of 2018. Yeah. Some I, people are predicting it to be zero. Oh, Which no, will never happen. No, because no zeros. If it comes down to 10 cents, I'm buying a whole lot of Bitcoin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, but like you said, right, still a lot of fluctuations. I'm reading that this last fluctuation had to do with a... Japanese company that was looking to buy a coin desk. Oh yeah, I didn't catch that one. And that's, it, it, that's where the swing went up. So it's still the ups and downs of this crypto. Yeah, a lot of Bitcoin long-term boulders out there who've been around for years saying true value of Bitcoin should be really around three or 4,000. It makes me sad here, partly because they argue that it was at that price at which a lot of large trading companies started buying Bitcoin. 
and some argue that that's why I went to 20,000 is they needed to secure large positions of Bitcoin so then they could trade it and uh, use it in the futures market. My personal opinion is there is active interest in suppressing Bitcoin. Oh. I don't blame them. I'm just saying it's not going to last forever, although it might last for a couple of years. Who knows? I don't trade it because I used to trade foreign exchange and I know how it works. And quite honestly, I wouldn't recommend anyone trade Bitcoin. Buy it, hold it, or sell it. Start taking leverage positions on it, then uh, I hope you're smarter than I am. It can usually lead to a loss. By the way, what's going on with the weather? Have you looked outside? Well, I thought it was a squirrel, but actually it's the snow hail sleet on the window. Pounding against the window. <laughs> April. Snowing sideways right now. It's supposed to be sunshine and lilies growing up out of the gardens. Well, and, uh, it's also snowing in the UK. Yeah. To our friends in the UK, I'm, I'm really sorry <laughs> about that. In a weird Canadian way, <laughs> it's kind of satisfying that people living elsewhere kind of feel our pain. Our good friend Charlotte has gone back for her 50th celebration. It was her 50th oh, yeah, a couple of days snowing. ago. She posted saying, oh my goodness, I cannot believe that it's snowing as my 50th birthday. What's this mean for England long term? Well, I think it means that we need to set up a snow tire company in the UK. Starters. Oh, don't tell them our idea. So they had quite a lot of snow this year. I, I think when I was growing up, it maybe snowed twice. You could have sold a few uh, snow tires in Vancouver this year, too. Everyone was talking about these snow socks that they were putting on their cars, and I have no idea what it is. Because they don't have plows or salt trucks. They don't trucks. have plows, they don't have salt. My sister, who lives in the Midlands, they got about a foot overnight. And we got a foot of snow. Yeah, their entire neighbourhood had to get out and shovel their street because no one could get out. And the kids couldn't play in it because no one's got snow gear. Like, my sister's kids just have welly boots. My niece was out for like five minutes and then had to run in because she's wet and cold. Literally, my sister and her husband had tag team going out with the entire neighborhood and it took the whole day to shovel the street. Talk about community though, that's pretty cool. I know, it was a very cool bonding experience. I mean, I think they're all a bit peeved by the end of the day. Sounds a little bit like our global warming. Places are getting weird weather. I would say the extremes in the UK are definitely becoming prominent. Like the summers are becoming very hot, which is quite unusual. Mm -hmm. the, the average temperature is increasing every year, but they're getting these wild winds. They're big, big swings. Snowstorms. They, I think they had three really big storms last year. And by really big, I mean t horrifyingly big. Mm -hmm. People's lives were destroyed. Doesn't that really come down to the Gulf Stream though? Like. I believe so. Maybe the Gulf Stream has changed routes. And the question is, is it going to be permanent or not? In which case, that, that opens a lot of longer-term questions. I, I think it's going to be big. permanent and more severe. Every year, it's not going to get better. No. It doesn't uh, feel like it is. I mean, the storms that we're seeing in the, the Atlantic, for me, feel that they're getting bigger and more destructive. Caribbean up the yeah. coast of Florida. Yeah. And the fires, which of course is also to do with climate change because of the drought. Well, Darren, you mentioned to me a while back, right now here for a little while colder. This explains today, like, it is April. Yeah, I read up further about that. There's a lot of heat on that comment, but they say in the overall picture, global warming still supersedes it. We could hit, you know, 35 this summer. Yeah, or not. With, with some swings. Right now we're dealing with record cold. Oh, no, it wasn't record cold this year. Not where we are. It seems to drag on though. Like, I can take the February, March, but like, we're in April. Since I've been in Canada, April has always been hit or miss. I don't really remember it being like this though. But th today it was gorgeous. 
I was out hiking in like 10 degrees. No, it wasn't 10 degrees. Oh, it was quite warm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the weather. Nobody knows. Nobody can predict it. And we've changed it. It feels um, cold to me. Well, it feels cold to you because you need to get away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? Even just on a vacation at, at the very least. A vacation, yeah. What's a vacation? How do we get one of those? Make a successful podcast. Mm-hmm. When I was on the road today at noon, I ran into five policemen on the way to Wasaga Beach within a 10-minute drive. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's the old PP. Well, yeah. we, we can never have enough policemen. And I was thinking today particularly about the, the presence of police on the roads. And I was thinking with driverless cars... That would probably result in the police force, at least the traffic police, getting cut by well over half. Aren't all police traffic police? Well, they are now because it's financially fortuitous to be that way. They're driving around now where they have systems in their cars where they can read your license plate, tell whether or not you've had a, a DWI or how many fines you have, and if there's a reason to pull you over, they'll pull you over first, and they're able to scan large groups of cars so they can go down the 401 yeah. and scan large groups of cars and pick and choose who they would like to pull over yeah all that closer to a surveillance state really but see the difference with the uk this is just from chat from my family and friends but there is no resources for the traffic police anymore right. so they have a very good infrastructure of speed cameras yeah. The camera's on the red lights as well because the, the traffic volume is so much higher because of the population density. Yeah. There are no traffic police. So the speed limit is much higher in the UK. They, they have the closed circuit. Yeah, but that's different from speed cameras. The right. speed cameras are positioned like on bridges. Yeah. Apparently now people are just absolutely gunning it down the motorway because they know there are no cops. Yeah. Everyone knows where the speed cameras are because you can see. Well, which is another good argument for uh, self-driving cars. Yeah, absolutely. The average salary of policemen, I think in Ontario, probably close to 100000 a year. Yeah. You know, you see five or six policemen out on the road when you're driving on a 10-minute drive. You start to add it all up and realize why your taxes are so high. In my opinion, it's way overblown. I'm kind of looking forward to a bit of a reset. Anyway. Did you hear what the Little Caesars Pizza Company did? No, I didn't. Okay. In the United States right now, there's the NCAA just finished up. National College Athletic Association. Yeah, and it's their basketball tournament. There was a little history behind it, but the Little Caesars Pizza Corporation went on uh, Twitter and said that if the number 16 seat beats the number one seat, they will give free pizza and pop to everybody in America tomorrow. Well, guess what the fuck happened? The number 16 seat beat <laughs> the number one seat. Um, in all of the U.S., the number one. In basketball, basketball, yeah, they were the number one rank. I believe there's four different number one rankings. I know we have some NCAA fans out there. Don't quote me on it, but they were the number one ranked team and, and the number 16 seat beat them, which... Which does not happen often. No, 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 no. It doesn't happen often at all. So Little Caesars obligated themselves to yeah. offered free pizza and pop. Well, they had this square pizza thing that they have, and they cut it in the four and that in a pop. believe from what I was reading, you had to have your orders in by noon, which kind of makes sense, because I can imagine they got bombarded. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did they win? Did they lose? Great publicity for them. It, maybe it wasn't such a horrible idea, and I think when I was talking to you about it, Darren, you said there may even be a chance that they knew what they were doing and they took good insurance on that. Yeah, well, my feeling is probably... The question is, there must be an insurance company that would take on that 
Sure, with the risk. Yeah. Yep. I'll pay three, four million dollars if this does happen, and you take on the twelve million it'll cost me. Yeah. Because it, you're talking about the United well, States. Well, it's huge advertising like, too. Sure. Well, there's what four hundred million people in the U.S. There's a huge population. And Little Caesars is not a small chain by no, any they're means. Everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're even in our little town. Yeah. Good on them. Someone sat back and shit their pants over it though. <laughs> You're the insurance company. It's, yeah. it's a big loss. Someone must have had a quite a big chuckle over it because I'm sure they'll push the premiums up if it actually was an insurance claim. Mm-hmm. We like to try and talk about things that are going on in the news that we read, as well as Bitcoin information. Do you know anything about the uh, Lightning Network? Oh, and we've got an interviewee next week. Oh, do you? We do. Yeah, calling in from the States. We already booked it in. Okay. Uh, and yeah. and what, what are this person's credentials? Uh, he likes Ripple. Oh, you should get along really well with him then, Vince. Okay, well, I, I like him so far. <laughs> <laughs> Did he buy any Ripple? you have to ask him. We've just been chatting on Instagram, that's all I know. Oh, this is exciting. Okay, so... Our first Skype interview, folks, so wish us luck. Boy, and it could be about Ripple, too. This what is... about Ethereum? I never heard you talk about Ethereum. We can have an Ethereum conversation. Would anybody like to hear about Ethereum? Yes. We can leave it for another day. We... Do you know anything about Ethereum? Uh, at this point, no. I'm going to have to do a little uh... bit. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Now, next week. Okay, and by next week, I'll know something about Ethereum, too. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm gonna hold you to that. There's gonna be a quiz. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Actually, that could be a really fun idea down the road. We could do like a, a Bitcoin roundtable quiz night, and I could be the quiz master. Well, that's true. That's good. Should that's we do good. that one week? No. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, we no. can do that. That, that sounds fun. Is that what I'm supposed to say? If you can't answer anything about her questions, then it means you need to study up. That's not the reason I do it. I thought it would just be fun. And that could be a prize. People are following at Vince because they want to hear Vince. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh I, I no, I, I'm not going into a who knows the most. Uh-uh. I didn't think that was what we were saying. No, that wasn't the goal. It was just going to be funny. Oh, like, well, why don't we get our listeners involved? If they're in here listening, I want them to get in here and chime in and be asking questions. Yeah, sure. Did you say we have, what, 700 listeners? No, not that many. People, get in. Throw on a topic. Throw us something. On Instagram. Come on, you're texting your boyfriends, you're texting your girlfriends. Send us a text of what you'd like us to talk about. Feels we like want to hear it. Feels like you're begging for something. Begging for me. It's not begging. It's being assertive. Okay. My my bad. And there may be a fine line. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, we really just want to know if anyone's listening. Yeah. We want to hear from you. <laughs> be the first person to send in a topic. Oh, and you get a prize. Yeah, but if it's not good enough, then they're just going to complain. That's not true. These guys suck. That's not true. It's a prize. We're not putting any value on it. It will be a prize. And it will be one of the first prizes you have from this. So. What about a Bitcoin Roundtable postcard? One day that will be valuable. Right now, I don't know if it's that valuable. (laughs) Don't you have a whole garage full of prizes that we can just send? (laughs) How about a nice set of light bulbs? Oh. No, no, it's probably random. Yeah. Well, we have uh, many DVDs that are only slightly scratched we can send. I was thinking about some old Disney movies. Yeah, no. That's old hat. Nobody watches DVDs anymore except people that live in 
rural areas of Canada, such as ourselves. You know, it wasn't about the prize. It was just more you were getting well, something you and being part nice, of the movement. That's a really nice hat you got. You could send him the hat. I think we talked about my hat. Episode uh, four or five, losing my hat. Like, no, but that's a treasure. It's a great podcast hat. No, you don't get my first, hat. The iconic uh, Advent's hat. I'll tell you, by episode... 150 i'll send you my hat how about that okay okay people well oh thanks for listening to our random jargon yeah again we do appreciate you coming out we will make an effort of uh, providing a little more content as far as bitcoin goes no 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 don't see that okay fuck it all right have a great night everybody cheers may the coins forever fall in your favor got any more wine darren have a good night bitcoin roundtable Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin.